It's the February 14th, 2019 Mindful Bipolar Podcast. My name is Damien. Thank you for listening, tuning in. Um, yeah, happy Valentine's Day to everyone as well. It's um, This podcast uh, is not related or has nothing to do at all with Valentine's Day or the sentiments that are expressed on that holiday. This episode is going to be about the manic episode that I went through a couple, two years ago, and uh, my girlfriend was involved. I was at her house, uh, and um, I ended up in jail uh, for a couple, a couple days because of my escapades and my manic behavior and and my violence. Um, so, well, my girlfriend was going to be, uh, was going to, I guess, co-host this podcast with me, but she, I guess, had some reservations and, you know, doesn't like the sound of her voice and just, I guess, because she's never done it before, because I felt a little hesitant to do it at first when I had not done a podcast before. So I'm going to do this episode about that manic episode two years ago uh, on my own, um, you know, that uh, that going to jail and all that occurred before I went to jail the night uh, it happened, it, it has been the primary reason that I have made so many changes in my life. The self-care practices, taking my meds, sleeping, uh, meditation, exercising, uh, not using drugs, uh, which is all those things were not happening. The drugs were happening. Back then, drinking heavily uh, was also happening back then, which I no longer do. Um, you know, so I, you know, I, thinking back on that manic episode, I, I remember I had not been sleeping very well for uh, several nights. I, I think there were. I know. I should say. I think. I know there were. A few nights I hadn't slept at all. Um, I was very irritable and cranky and moody and short with everyone that I spoke with. And my temper was was flaring at times, and nothing was right for me. I, I, you know, I, I was hyper beyond all belief and and way too energetic. I mean. Uh, for not sleeping for several nights and, and really not sleeping, uh, uh, having a good night's sleep for for even more, I was way too energetic and, you know, too much activity. And I would go from one thing to another, to another, to another, whether it was playing my guitar or trying to write or, or trying to read. Uh, nothing for any uh, good length of time. Um, you know, two years ago I was, uh, drinking heavily most nights. I was also, uh, addicted to inhalants. Uh, that was my addiction at the time. Uh, I couldn't stop using them. And I was also, uh, smoking weed every day, several times a day. And I was just not, uh, in a good place at all. 
you know, everything had to be my way, what I wanted, how I wanted it, and when I wanted it all the fucking time. You know, no one could tell me different or tell me what to do or tell me to change things or do things differently. No freaking way. I wanted to do everything my way. Um, so back then I, you know, I decided to move in with my girlfriend and I had, uh, brought in my PA system and all the speakers and microphones and my guitars and, uh, we set it up, I set them all up in her upstairs living room, she has a big, uh, farmhouse and, uh, I thought I wanted that to be the recording studio because I have always wanted to be a wannabe musician. I mean, I've, geez, I've, I don't know how many videos I've posted on YouTube, none of which are, I mean, some are, I guess, decent, but, you know, mostly, most of the posts were when I was manic or, or high and, you know, needed an outlet for my my music, my creativity. Um... So, uh, you know, uh, it was, I mean, it was, uh, it was challenging for my girlfriend to have me move in. I was not a really at all a stable person. I mean, I had been depressed when I was with her. I had been manic when I was with her, uh, sexual indiscretions. I had cheated on her a few times and, uh, but she was willing to, I guess, to give me another chance and, and we had not lived together before. So, uh, you know, the drinking to my girlfriend wasn't a problem. She also likes to drink, so the fridge was always full of beer. She's not a drug user. I mean, she'll smoke weed on occasion, but not the way that I was smoking it back then, you know, every day, all day. Um, so, you know, that, uh, that, the fateful weekend, the, I had been manic for uh, a couple weeks, um, just, like I said, not sleeping and doing all those things, and uh, I uh, I had taken all my, my stuff, all my, my clothes and my supplies, my music stuff to her house, and... Um, my mom called and asked me to come home and cut the grass. It was like it's like an hour drive, my girlfriend's from my parents' house, but I was high and and manic and energetic, so I left her house at like eleven or twelve at night to drive an hour to my parents' house to cut their grass and I snuck in the house, didn't want to wake my parents. Um I got up well, I, I didn't sleep that night. I left the house at like 6 in the morning, whatever, to go out and cut the grass. My cat, my BFF Zelda, my cat, had gotten out, and I couldn't get her back in the house. But I cut the grass, and I called my girlfriend and said, I'm coming back to your house. I'm leaving. And, you know, I think I may have left a note to my parents that my cat had, had gone missing, couldn't find her. But uh, on the way to my girlfriend's house, I stopped and got a case of beer and was drinking while I was driving, which I would always do when I was manic, especially drinking and, and, and driving and drinking beer. Uh, 
Um, so I showed up at her house already, you know, pretty buzzed. I, uh, I was downloading like, all these multiple games on my PlayStation, which, uh, some of which I've never even played. I don't even use the PlayStation that much anymore. I was buying movies and shows on Amazon to watch with her on the PlayStation, uh, you know, shows like Workaholics, you know, which we both like, but go, go figure. I mean, they're all drunks and addicts. Um, that day, I was there when I came back from Kind of Grass. Uh, a friend of hers came to visit, and I was I was so upset that she was spending time with him. Like he was uh, an old friend of hers, and but like, why was she not spending time with me? I am more important. I I need attention right now. And I was so upset. And I was loud and obnoxious and critical of her every move and the friends. And I was just, whatever. I mean, I was just, not whatever. I just, I, I wasn't even like whatever. I just wanted it now. And you need to do this, you need to do that. And I want more weed or we need more beer or whatever. And I just was... I was out of control. I was out of control, manic. I don't know back then how often. I, I know it was very rarely I was taking my psych meds. I know uh, for that manic episode, I don't know if I really took them at all. I mean, maybe one or two nights here and there, but you know, not on a regular basis. Um so yeah, I mean, we drank all day, my girlfriend and I, we, we fought about everything, uh, but I, you know, I just, I, I felt, I felt more than human, I felt godlike, like, everything I said was right, like, I was talking to her from the heavens, and like, uh, you know, like, don't you understand, you know, like, you should be kneeling, next to me and bowing your head with the good things that I'm saying, the prophetic things that I'm saying about our relationship and about your life that you didn't know. Um, you know, but <laughs> when I'm manic, like when all of us are manic, it was, it's inappropriate elation and increased irritability. I was irritable out the wazoo. Oh my God, you know, severe insomnia, like I said, wasn't sleeping very much at all. Grandiose notions, like setting up the recording studio in her living room. I was going to record all this music, an album. I think I had even listed the titles of all the songs I was going to put on the album that I was going to record. Uh, you know, increased speed and, and volume of the, the pitch of my voice. I had disconnected and racing thoughts and nothing. I was not calm. I was not thinking uh, coherently, clearly, making good. I was not making good decisions. Uh, you know, another sign of mania is the increased sexual desire. I think that the day that I'm talking about, when we've been drinking, the, the, the manic day, I was one of the manic days. I. I think I, she and I had sex four, maybe five times before 
the cops eventually came and, and picked me up from her house. Um, you know, just inappropriate social behavior. I, I really wasn't very nice at all to her friend that came to visit, and there was really nothing wrong with the friend, uh, you know, but, you know, I guess one of the things that she and I had talked about later, my girlfriend and I, when I got out of jail, was that her friend had dated someone who was bipolar, so he knew that my moods and that my actions were to him really seem manic and he warned her and now I guess that was one of the reasons that she had been staying away from me a couple days and when he came you know because I you know I wasn't I was not fit for company um I mean I when I came to her house I told her that my cat was dead I mean the cat had run away and she eventually came back uh like a week later but I told her the cat was dead I told her my mom had died that she should be mourning my mother. And and the sex that we had that day was it was not, you know, uh the normal kind of sex. It was very rough sex. And at one point uh I told her that I was gonna hurt her, I was gonna kill her. She told me I don't even remember. I was so fucking manic. Some of this shit is out of my head. I don't even remember, but I, I probably did. I, I probably did tell everyone to kill her because I. What happened is I, I was manic and drunk and high. I started hitting her. I started hitting her. I didn't remember that I had done that until weeks later. But uh, when I got out of jail and came back for my stuff, I saw her face black and blue, and her arm black and blue. And I mean, it was obvious that I had done that. I. I mean, I I I love my girlfriend. And she is the sweetest girl, and she understands me, you know, and especially for the past, you know, 18, 19 months, like, she's always there for me, always listens to me, and puts up with my hypomanias and my mild depressions and understands and has read some books and she's read some articles and she, she is my, my best friend and, and my lover, and, uh, you know, I, I have told her many times that I would not be here recording podcasts and writing on Mindful Bipolar if it wasn't for her. I would not be stable because I have done all these things because I want to have a good relationship with her and a good life with her. And, uh, and also, you know, I want to be a good father to my daughters. You know, that is... That is the biggest thing, you know, I was not a good father when I was manic, and obviously when I wasn't depressed, but when I was depressed, but I was not not a good father, and I did some crazy things, too, with my daughters, communication-wise, when I was manic. Um, so, you know, that, that night with the rough sex and the drinking and, and the, the drug use and everything, I... You know, I told you about the my violent behavior, and her sister ended up had called at one point that night, late, later in the evening, and she said, "You need to talk to my sister and tell her." And blah blah. blah. So I, I, her sister, I got the phone with her sister, and I just I, I started yelling at the sister. I slammed the phone on the floor, broke it. I pulled the uh, internet cables out of the 
the uh, the router and everything, and so she had no internet, no phone. Her her sister uh, called the state police and explained to them what was going on. And uh, by the time the police came, my girlfriend and I had uh, gone up to her bedroom. I guess ostensibly to go to sleep, but I was thinking about more rough sex and. They knocked on the door, they, they came in, they saw her face, and they took me right out of the house in my boxer shorts. I, they threw the e-cigarette I had in my mouth away, and no shoes, no socks, and they put me in the back of the, the police cruiser, and I just couldn't believe it. I said, what are, you, what, what are you doing? I have done nothing wrong. It was her friend that came that was hitting her, and they're all doing meth officer like I'm the only one that's clean I'm not doing anything and the police were (laughs) listening and they were conversing with me and uh, you know I I said I I I don't I don't want to go to jail I don't belong in jail I mean I said if you want to help me if you want to help my girlfriend you need to take me to a psych ward I I need psychiatric help they're like no that's not happening you're going to jail and you know I, I went to the police station I was handcuffed to a bench for a couple hours, interviewed, and just treated like, you know, I guess, like a criminal, like someone who deserved to be there. And then uh, later that that night, I I was taken to jail, and um, I was given one phone call. I called my dad, who's an attorney, and told him at like four in the morning what had happened. He was half asleep, couldn't believe it, but... Uh, after, I mean, it was, you know, being in jail for those two days, those were the two worst days of my life. I, I mean, yeah, trying to sleep on, on a, on a cot that was made out of metal and to pee in a, in a, in a, in a toilet that everyone was watching and the food was horrible and I had, you know, I had no, I had no books. I had no phone. Had nothing to do but commiserate with myself and ruminate over all I had done. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible. And you know, and the other people in the jail would be talking to me through the walls, like, "Yeah, man, what you doing here? You never believe why I'm here." And it was, it was just crazy. I just, you know, I was like, "What?" I was like, "Damien, what the fuck?" Have you done? What have you done? What is going on with you? Like what you can't you gotta stop being a fucking asshole and a manic fucking <laughs> crazy man. What the hell? I mean that mania was like I don't know how many manias before twenty maybe. But the one I'm talking about, that mania, that's been the last one. Because I do not want to go through that again. I don't want to put my girlfriend through that again. And some of the things that I did with my kids, I don't want to put them through that again. The texts and the calls or the no calls. I, I don't. I want to be a good father and a good boyfriend and and a good son and a good brother. I have two sisters that I try to be a good brother to. And a good uncle. I have two nieces that are that are sweet and they're very cute and they're funny and they're fun. 
and they're they're fun to talk to and so you know I got out on bail from jail a couple days after a couple days and my parents drove me to my girlfriend's house I was how all my stuff was given back to me I was took it back to my parents house I had been living there at the time and I was still manic I I don't know I didn't sleep in jail I wasn't given any of my psych meds although I did ask for them because I had nothing else to do when I was in jail to try to get help I guess but uh you know I moved back in with my parents and was still manic and not taking my meds and got more of the uh the inhalants and smoking weed and I ended up the uh the ambulance came, they took me to the ER, I was evaluated, and I was uh, taken to a psych ward uh, maybe a week or so after being let out of jail. And I was in the psych ward for five days, and, and that's when the real, the, the real, the good thinking and contemplation and assessing my life and what I wanted out of my life and what I didn't want to do started to occur the first day I was in the psych ward, the docs was like, I, the first thing you need to do, Damien, is is get some sleep. You haven't been sleeping and blah, blah, blah. So he, that was when he first gave me trazodone. And I slept for like 10, 11 hours that night. And I slept every night at the, at the, at the psych ward. And that definitely helped pull me out of the, the mania. They, uh, they didn't make any psych med changes. I... I was I started to take the psych meds I had been taking, which had been working for me. After five days, I was getting back closer to my baseline, and I was, uh, you know, after five days, I was released uh, from the psych ward. And since then, I have not gone back to a psych ward. I have not gone back to jail. I have not been manic. I have not been depressed. I have been implementing self-care practices every day since then, um, taking my meds as prescribed every day and being honest with my psychiatrist and telling him everything that's going on, what I'm thinking, what I think about the meds, what's going on in my life, how, if I'm using drugs or not, I've been clean for them. I mean, other than smoking weed uh, a few times, I've been clean from the the crazy addictive drugs like inhalants and pills and meth and heroin uh, for 19 months now. But, you know, I also started to meditate every day. I started to take long walks most days of the week. I now use a treadmill most days of the week. Um, You know, I'm being honest with myself first and foremost. And, you know not lying to myself about things and being truthful to myself and to my girlfriend and to my children and being a part of their lives, like a good part of their lives, being reliable and and communicative and there for them when they need help or need someone to talk to, you know, and being present for them. The meditation definitely helps me to be present. Exercise also helps me to be present. Yeah, interrupted by uh, a telemarketing call. You know, I don't even answer, but it stops my iPad and my computer. Uh, 
Oh, I, you know, telemarketing call. I get so frustrated, you know, especially I block all the numbers and anyway, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I, you know, we all, we all, all of us want to avoid episodes, mania and depression. And I have done, you know, several things every day to ensure that those episodes don't happen to me anymore. And, and you can do it too, you know, whatever you find that works for you. But, um, you know, I, I, I am always here, as I've, I've said before, uh, email me at any time, six.steelstrings at gmail.com. I had uh, a really nice uh, interview with Becky at That B Word podcast. I think it went really well. That's a, a really great podcast about bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder and anxiety. Becky's a, a really nice person. She does interviews and talks about news in the, uh, you know, in, that's related to mental health. Uh, it's a really good podcast. For you to check out, um, you know she she had heard about my podcast through the Mister Joe's Bipolar podcast. I thank him for that. Another great podcast, and um, you know I'm I'm hopeful to do a an episode a podcast with uh, the Bipolar Style folks, uh, Jess and John, uh, maybe next week. That is a another uh, really, really good podcast I enjoy, that I have been enjoying, you know, each of the episodes, bipolar style, it's uh, really good stuff um, that you would, I think you would all find interesting and enjoy. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Yeah, that call kind of threw me off, it just gets me so frustrated, but, um, you know, email me anytime. And uh, I will be back in, in a week. I hope you all have a good day and a good week. Thanks for listening.